Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 254. Today we'll be talking about a little bit of TVs, probably no movies, but as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the Nez! Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, we're back. We're gonna. We didn't do any TV, um, so we're gonna do a little bit. I only got one thing, but before we dive into that, uh, we do got one movie. I just realized that that I watched something this morning, but um, uh, okay, this is a film. It's a Netflix original. Um, it's only an hour and thirty six minutes. Um, there wasn't a rating. It was like not rated or whatever. But uh, once it got going, there was some f bombs dropped. Maybe like one or two. But uh, the violence was there with the shooting up. But this is a film called Interceptor. One army captain is forced to use her years of tactical training and military experience uh, when she is stim- in a stimulus coordinated attack threatens the remote missile. Interceptor station in which she is in command. Was she in command? She just got there. All right. <laughs> but, um, did you see this one? I I don't know when it came. Well, it came out no. the end of last month. Um, did not. I didn't even I, see it pop up, honestly. And usually I do. <laughs> I was flipping around and it just popped up. So I was like, well, what's this? Because there was one girl in it. She was in... Um, the Fast and Furious films. Uh, I think the first one she was in was Fast Five. There was the g- girl that um that Dom started liking. Um, I don't remember her name in the movies, but she was she is uh, Elsa Patake. I think that's how you're saying name. Uh, and also stars a Luke Bracy and Aaron Glennance, a Mian, Mitha, Brenda. John Boy, Paul Caesar, Marcus Johnson, Zoe something, Jay Baker, Kim Chunkney or whatever, and a bunch of other people. Oh, this this one was a shocker because he's one of the executive producers. So he, he only popped in there like in a like quick little scenes. But Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth, he popped up in this. And I was like, what the hell is he doing in this? And I was like, I know you ain't hurting for money. He was one of the executive producers. So uh, you guys know him. He can do comedy. I mean, this guy can do everything. He can be serious. He can be badass. And he can be funny. So he was funny in this. He was a TV salesman. So, But he's in it like just seconds. It's not about him. But yeah, the story is this. Um, what rank was she? Captain J.J. Collins. She is... Um, uh, sent to this uh, missile silo like way out in the Pacific somewhere. It was like uh, 150 uh, no, 1500 miles off the coast of I think it was Alaska or something like that. Um, but, but at the beginning of the film some, there was a, uh, a missile silo uh, defense thing up in, um, in Alaska somewhere and uh, these guys go in there and um, 
take it over and kill everyone there. And then we find out that it's the Russians. So I guess uh, they're the bad guys again. <laughs> so the Russians uh, teamed up with some American guys and they're trying to stop uh, these two little uh, interceptor um, missile places so they can uh, launch a nuclear attack against America. So it's kind of like a diehard thing. She is the one that's uh, trying to stop everyone. So she she has been in the military. She's a captain. There is a backstory. She was um, uh, she was sexually harassed by by one of the higher ranks. So that that's a part of the story, and it goes into more of it. But I won't really go into it. But um, I still got about another twenty minutes in. But right now, I I like what's happening. I only watched it because I like this. Uh, this young woman. So that was the only reason I really clicked on it. I didn't know it was going to be a shoot 'em up action movie. I just saw Interceptor. Didn't even read what it was about. I just saw she was in it, so I clicked on it. And uh, it grabbed my attention right from the get-go. It's labeled action, adventure, drama. Uh, again, it's uh, on Netflix. So let me read what IMDb says. Oh, this is directed by Matthew Riley, I believe. Uh, also written by him and Stuart Bedbeady or Betty. Uh, one army captain must use her years of tactical training and military experience. We, she is in a stimulus coordinated attack, threatens the remote missile interceptor station she's in command of. Again, I don't know who wrote that. She was not in command. There was other guys in command, but um, they got in, they got taken out like really quick in the beginning of the film. So I guess she was uh, after them gone. She she took over. But uh, what was going on in this? I liked it. I thought the action was good. I hate CGI blood, but I guess it's cheaper to do it that way. But um, the action was cool, the hand-to-hand stuff, and once uh, the firefight started. So it's basically her trying to get all these bad guys. Uh, she's got nowhere to run because she's out on one of those like the little sub-stage, you know, like those big oil rigs that are way out in the ocean. It's like on one of those type of things. So, But uh, I like it. It's pretty good. Uh, if you guys just like action movies and don't really have to think too much about it, uh, check this one out. Again, this is a uh, Netflix original, and that is Interceptor. Uh, TV, did you have anything? Uh, no. no. Nothing just old? Been, still yeah, watching. just been to be playing stuff. A lot of Jokers. Uh, getting excited. The new season's right around the corner here, about mid-month. So, uh, getting excited for that. Did they they didn't start any with just the three of them, right? They did. Uh, oh, they did? They I didn't see any of that. One. They dropped the first one during uh, March Madness, just as a little preview. It was the one with Eric Andre. And oh, okay. uh, the, interesting thing is, the interesting thing was, I thought that the guests were going to come and play with them like for the episode. Like I thought that would have been interesting, like them stepping in for, for Joe basically and like playing the episode, but it's the guests are only there for the final punishment. So it's interesting. Like they're there, but I, I wish they were actually like playing all the challenges that they do it, it's it's just the three of them now doing the challenges and then when you get to the final punishment then the guest star comes in hmm. and okay. yeah i mean honestly for the eric andre one it wasn't that impressive like uh 
the final punishment uh, without spoiling who it was was this uh, like everybody like this whole group of people runs in and tries to make the people like feel dumb like oh we got you you're on a prank show uh because the person that's being cranked like doesn't like to consider <laughs> jokers to be a prank show so um they do like dumb stuff like that and eric andre is just one of the persons that runs in like in a um like a band conductor outfit so it was like I don't know. I wish the guests could do a little more. They showed that some of them do a little, but for the most part, they're just there for the final punishment, and it's not like they're getting punished. <laughs> mm. Well, excuse me. I saw some of it. Uh, they were watching it at work. I didn't know what it was until I realized that Joe wasn't there. So, but Right. He's been busy, so... I just think maybe he needed to take a break from from the guys because it's not like he hasn't. Yeah, been, that makes sense. He's I he's think, still been in the spotlight, so. Yeah, I think whenever they choose to be, I hope they continue to do the show for years to come. But if not, I hope they at least do like a little bit of a final run with him, just like if not even a full season, like a, a final like just like couple episodes or something. Whenever the end is for the show, you know, I know true doesn't want it to end. It's like the flagship show of true. So I know they're in no rush to get it done. And then reading everything that uh, Sal and Murr and Q wrote, like they're not just doing it for them. They're doing it for the crew like that. They consider that like family and they don't want to like take away their jobs. So I know that's why it was important for them to keep going. Yeah, so because uh, Q talks about it on Tell Him Steve Dave, and right. he just he doesn't really go into Joe's. He's just like, ah, he's he's all right. We talk to him still, and everything's good. So I figured that all right, uh, ain't gonna be uh, nothing that's gonna. Yeah, I think I think he'll be back. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I think he just needed a break, and then he'll just hey man, and then go back. Uh, and do it. Yeah, uh, it was a big life situation, really. You know, like he was like unsure, like what was going to happen. And I wouldn't be surprised if like part of the thing that got thrown at him was like, "Oh, you're always doing, you're always gone, you're always doing the TV show." You know, that's probably one of the things that got thrown at him. You know, in that whole breakup. Yeah. Um. I don't want to get into it. I. Yeah, no, no. I, I saw you, something all one we time. can do is guess. <laughs> so. I, 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 saw, I saw something one time, and I'm right. none, of my, none of my business. But anyway, right. Um, <laughs> uh, I got one TV show, and then we'll and then we're also we're gonna jump into Star Wars and then talk about uh, Obi One so far. Yeah, I still got I, I got something to say about it. So hopefully you guys watched it because we're gonna spoil it. <laughs> but uh, all this three, is a, right. Yeah, this is a new uh, episode or a new uh, series, FX series on Hulu. So if you have that, uh, I've been waiting for this. Um, don't know if it's going to make my. Uh, did we do 10 last year or five? We did 10 because we did okay. uh, five that aired traditionally and then five that aired uh, like streaming only. 
So okay. I don't know if we want to like, there's so much streaming now, like everything is streaming. We might just, it, want it's, to it's just going to be one, big, one it's going to be yeah. one big thing. Cause <laughs> streaming, that's all I have now. I don't have cable right. or satellite anymore. Yep. So, Oh yeah. Every, same here. Everything I watch is if it doesn't come out that day, um, I watch it like the day after it was out. And that's how I'm watching. Um, I think Better Call Saul comes out like that. Oh, like really? The, like the day a day after? I think I I don't really know, but yeah. No, wait, a sad. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Brother Steve, he he said that it comes out the same times that it, it must air. Like it must be put on streaming right after it airs. So I don't know. But it comes out the same day. But anyway. Uh, this is a film or a TV show uh, on FX on Hulu, and it's based off the uh, band uh, The Sex Pistols. And this show is just called Pistol. It's uh, based on the memoir of Steve Jones. He's the guitar player, the legendary Sex Pistols guitarist who helped usher in the punk revolution in Britain. Uh, I believe um, its creator is Craig Pierce, and I think Danny Boyle. Uh, directed a lot of these episodes. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if he did all. From what I understand, it's only a six uh, episode season, and I believe all six of episodes are up already. So they're a little less than an hour. So I'm, I'm glad about that. It's it's not uh, half hours. But um, I've seen these kids, or these I call them kids because they're younger than me. Um, I've seen these guys in other things, but nothing too too big that that came to mind. Uh, but I'll read the band. Toby Wallace plays Steve Jones. Uh, Anson Boone plays John Lydon or Johnny Rotten. Uh, Jacob Slater plays Paul Cook. Paul Cook is the drummer. Uh, Steve Jones is a guitar player. Johnny Rotten is the singer. And good to see that there's. I was when I was talking about this uh, to my son. Uh, we were listening to Sex Pistols when I was driving to the store. Um, their original bass player, Glenn Matlock. Uh, he's in it. So I'm like, okay, because if you guys saw that movie, Sid and Nancy, they kind of aced his story out. But that movie was only about uh, Sid Vicious's years in the Sex Pistols. So it's good that they're doing this. And obviously they have to if Steve Jones is writing uh, this. Um, And Sid Vicious is played by Lewis Partridge um and malcolm mclearn he was the uh their manager he is played by thomas brody stankster there is other people in this and i believe nancy will have to come into play i don't know who's who's playing her um let me see if you guys know the story of sid and nancy it was a crazy romeo and juliet type of thing and uh, it it got bad whoa there's a someone in here's gonna be billy idol um i don't see she's gotta pop up in this at least towards the end maybe they're surprising us i don't know um i don't see uh, who's playing um, Nancy? Oh, Beth Dillon is playing Susie from Susie and the Banshees. Oh, good, she's in this. Hmm. Yeah. I, oh, well, here he is. Here she is, Nancy uh, Spungen. Uh, she is played by Emma 
Appleton. I don't know who that is. I mean, a lot of these these young actors, I don't know. I don't know who they are. But um, I know I've seen them in some things. But I'm only an episode in. Um, so, yeah, Sid Vicious ain't in it yet. Uh, but I like what's going on. It, it's more of a backstory on how uh, they started, um, where they were, what they were doing before. Just quick little hits uh, on who they are before they become one of the world's most hated bands uh, that they used to say. I love the Sex Pistols. Shout out to my um, my cousin, Evans. He's the one that got me listening to them. This is way after uh, everything. I think uh, Sid Vicious might have died uh, right right before I started listening to them. Uh, spoiler alert if you guys don't know that story. Uh, but do check out Sid and Nancy. It's a really good film, but it is depressing as hell. <laughs> But uh, the show so far, I like it. Um, I'm going to finish it uh, just because I'm a Sex Pistols fan. So uh, I'm going to hold on and see. Hold, I'm going to hold my, my judgment on the show to before I decide if uh, it'll make my list or not. But as of now, I like what's going on. I like when they do these these like uh, old, um, take something old, like old band or something, and, and do it to either be a movie or a TV show. I think I've said this before when they do it, when it is a TV show, they can tell a little bit more and they can stretch it out instead of a two or three hour movie when they just got to hit the main big things of the, of the band's history. But uh, I like what's going on so far. And uh, as soon as I'm done, I'll come back on and let you guys know what I thought of the whole series. Uh, I need to rewatch the first episode again. I watched this right before we started talking about this and, my son wants to watch it, so I got to watch that first episode again. But yeah, if you got FX or if you have Hulu, of course you got FX. And this is Pistol. Cool. All righty. Um, Star Wars. Yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi. We kind of hit a little bit of the first two episodes, but really didn't dive into them. But this last episode. Wow. Oh, but I did have a little like, eh, really? But I don't know. But uh, as a whole, so far, the first three episodes, what, what did you think of uh, of what was going on? Yeah, I'm loving it. Like you said, we're going to dig into this. So obviously, spoiler warning uh, for the first three episodes. Um, but what I said before uh, definitely stands uh that I expected something different. I thought there would be a little bit of a different story. Uh, and maybe, you know, we're halfway through. Uh, maybe they still will fit in something like this. But I thought there actually, it might have been a storyline where um, these, like, on-the-run Jedi, I thought were going to be, like, uh, like help us. Kind of like we did get in the first episode, but he turned them down in the first episode. But that was my guess going in that uh, it was going to be like uh, on the run Jedi trying to establish something. That's the storyline I first saw. And I thought, you know, someone would get got like it looked like uh, Kamal Nanjani was uh, uh, a Jedi from looking at the trailer. And it's, it's, it's so funny, like what he turned out to be. And it could have been more perfect for him. We, we said that before. Um 
from the most recent episode, uh, I thought obviously it was interesting. The rumor was there, but until you happened and you heard it, um, it was interesting to hear uh, James Earl Jones uh, yet again, back again, amazingly back again, uh, doing the voice and doing awesome. Uh, really cool to see. But in that scene where uh, you first hear him, uh, I couldn't help but think it was actually kind of funny how uh, uh, Reva, third sister, is like uh, the Grand Inquisitor. And he's like, I don't care about the Grand Inquisitor. But then he's like, if you do this for me, you can be the Grand Inquisitor. When he's just like, I don't care about no Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> He just needs his lackeys. That's all. Yeah. He's like, you can be Grand Inquisitor, but I don't care about no Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> the, there's no names for these episodes. It's just been part one, two, and three. Um, so far, who, yeah. Who, I figured Did maybe they'll Mando? change it later. Yeah. Mando, it changed later, but it didn't take this long. So that's why I'm like, oh, maybe not. Because Mando, it was like usually only for like the first day. Was it like episode three? And then it would change into like the heiress or whatever it was. Because yeah, when they were doing it, they gave you the title of the episode. But um, really quick, if you guys haven't been watching it, Jedi Master Obi Wan Kenobi watches over young Luke Skywalker and evades the Empire's elite Jedi hunters during his exile on the desert planet Tatooine. Uh, it was a good introduction to see. Uh, where he's been and what he's been doing, basically just kind of hiding in the cut uh, of Tatooine, but staying eye and keeping a close eye on Luke Skywalker. It's been 10 years since he's been on Tatooine, since he first uh, dropped him off to um, uh, Owen and uh, Beru. Because um, we first saw them in Attack of the Clones, but they it was just like one scene. And uh, was that uh, Owen's dad? An attack of the clones. Yeah. When, yeah, when yeah. Anakin when Anakin went up and they was looking looking for his mom. Right. Yeah. Kleeg Lars. Yeah, he only he was only in the one movie and then that was the end of him. But um right. it was good to get to Joel Edgerton and, and that other chick to come back uh to do their roles. I mean, Joel Edgerton, he's been all over the place, directed, writing, starring, all kinds of stuff. But uh Aunt Baru, uh, it was just good to see her pop up in this. I, I was happy that uh, they got her to come back. Um, there was uh, one character in this, Flea. He was Vec Nakru. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, good to see him again. Uh, a vet of the uh, kind of sci-fi genre, if you want to call uh, Back to the Future uh, sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was it was I think out of everyone that popped in, I knew uh, Kamal was gonna pop into it. We knew Joe Edgerton. We knew Han was gonna be in it. Uh, Sung Kang, he's uh, the fifth brother. Brother, uh, I really I really like his makeup. <laughs> what they did to him. Um, uh, Bonnie Pacey, I think Pisces. She's a uh, Brew Lars. Good to see her. Um, we we haven't seen uh, Little Ice Cube yet, have we? No, no, we haven't, which is interesting. That's definitely something to look forward to. Um, but one thing I definitely don't want to forget uh, could go under the radar. I'm very excited about the possibility of uh, they name dropped uh, Quinlan Voss 
which is just an incredible name drop uh, from the uh, he 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 first had a run in the comics, the Dark Horse comics. It was him and his Padawan Ala Sakura, who George Lucas ended up liking her design so much in the comics because uh, yeah, it came out between episode one and episode two. Um, he put Ala Sakura in. Uh, Attack of the Clones and then uh, Revenge of the Sith. So it was really cool to see him name drop there. Obviously, he's appeared in uh, the Clone Wars. So it's really awesome to hear that uh, he's part of this, the path, uh, helping these uh, Jedi on the run. Oh, excuse me. Um, I'm looking at the IMDb, and I think I'm just ruining it for myself. But a classic character <laughs> is coming. Um, yeah, okay. I was waiting for him or uh, his companion to pop up in this at some point. But um, Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, yep. he's, he's going to be making his appearance. It says one episode. so. Oh, uh, well, we saw him. So. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kenny Baker, rest in peace. Um, I think it's probably just full, if if R two pops up in this, it'll it's just full robotics now. Um, I just went down the list to see if Quinlan Voss was going to be in this. As of now, uh, he is not listed on IMDb, but who knows? He might it might be a surprise still. So hopefully that oh man, I'd be so excited. And then immediately my request would be uh, we need the Voss. Uh, TV show. Just go ahead and call it Voss. <laughs> um, if they bring him in, please be a native actor. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got to be. Don't it's bring in be. somebody to darken <laughs> him up like they did in the old days. Uh, this is Disney. <laughs> Hopefully they're woke enough now to, hey, we better find a native actor. Yeah. There is plenty and plenty of native actors out there you can yeah. get. Doesn't have to be a name. And, and- yeah, and then they're in turn, they're going to be like, give us uh, flashbacks, give us uh, Ayla Sakura, you know. <laughs> Zach Braff is in this. He's Frank. He is. He was the uh, <laughs> yeah. he was the the little driver. Uh, that actually cracked me up too when uh, young Leia is telling the story of why they're out there, and he's like, "That's a weird story." I thought that was a really funny line to drop. <laughs> I was happy that uh, I was like, who is this? So I was listening and listening, and then I realized uh, who it was. So I was happy. I was thinking him, but I wasn't really sure until the credits started rolling. And then uh, they said it showed his name. I was like, ah, cool. Right on. But, yeah. uh, but out of everyone so far, Flea was uh, the big shocker to me. And I was happy. And, uh, looks like Kamal's going to be in four episodes, so he's coming back. Good. Yay. I, I want him to be. I just love him in everything he pops up in. He's just hilarious he's so and funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's his and Academy he's Award. Perfect. It's perfect for his character because, like, if you would have tried to make him, like, true Jedi, it would be like, oh, no. But it, it's perfect. You bring his, like, streetwise, wise cracking to it, and it's awesome. Like, it was so cool because you could like tell like something was off. Like he's like, I'm doing a mind trick on you and I am leaving your mind. 
At first, when he first came on and he was saying he was a Jedi, I, I, the first thing that popped in my head, I said, well, shit, the ZZ's right. But then once he said that, I'm doing him, I said, he ain't no Jedi. <laughs> he is no Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> but he, his role is awesome. How do you pronounce his name? Haja. No, his character name. Oh, uh, um, is it Haja Estri? Yep, you got it. Yeah, or is it? Is it you know what I'm excited too. They're gonna make a pop of him. Of course <laughs> they are. They're yeah, gonna make one of uh. So far, what we've seen of uh, Anakin, uh, Hayden Christensen. That is him in the Darth Vader suit, but we did see at the end of the second, was it the end of the second episode when he was in the back to tank and he opened his eyes and I was like, oh, that's so far. That's all we've seen of Hayden Christensen, but that is him uh, in the Darth Vader suit. And yeah, as soon as we heard James Earl, James Earl Jones, his voice, oh man, that gave me goosebumps, dude. That actually put tears yeah. on my eyes. I was like, oh right? man, and I was happy <laughs> to hear it. Um, amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah. the other thing that was amazing about Vader was I was so happy they with the saber stuff, they immediately went to his classic, uh, he uses the one arm thing, which actually makes so much sense just because he's so robotic, he wouldn't need the other arm. He can go one armed saber and like overpower you. <laughs> I don't think so, man. Because uh, later on, which they messed up with this show, uh, and I don't know why he's he's still robotic. He should have took out uh, Obi Wan in uh, in Star Wars, the original Star Wars. He should have took him out. Simple. But I mean, that was seventy six well, when they, they filmed didn't it. Bring in the one hand. They didn't bring in the one hand till uh, till Empire. Empire. Yeah. But now he was fighting Luke, and he knew Luke was was no match, so he didn't. Because in, in Jedi, he did one hand for a minute, but he realized that Luke was the real deal. He goes, "All right, I already use both hands." Yeah. But right. Um, I you guys all if you guys have been listening to the show, if you're new, welcome. Um, I was kind of against the whole Obi Wan Darth Vader thing. I meant to send you something. I saw it on uh, Instagram. Let me shoot it on over to you right now. This okay. this guy, this guy, I was like, "Yep, this is how I feel." Um, <laughs> I wait until you get it. <laughs> Let me know. I got. I sent just... you the uh, Morbius uh, Steelbook for, for Best Buy over the, on that. <laughs> Did you get it? Yeah. I right, read it. Uh, congrats he sapped all the impact and power of their first meeting burn Disney Um, yeah no I I knew but it was you know the thing we kept saying even before the series dropped was when they announced the series the first thing they said was like get ready for the next round like they teased like the matchup was going to happen so from that point like you just had to start thinking about like okay because now, obviously, this won't even be the last time they face in this series. There's got to be something where he's really going to outsmart him. Because that can leave that you with the line. When I left you, I was but the learner. Because So he's got to really outsmart him when they face off uh, again here in the next three episodes, you know? I don't know. 
know, they already ruined it. So I'm just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, nothing it looks we could cool do. though. Did you the shot that you sent me? Uh, that that looks, fight that looks cool. That fight was weak. I was like, uh, this it was weaker than the original fight in Star Wars. I was like, really? That's what you're gonna do after what you showed us uh, in. Uh, Episode one, two, and three, especially Obi Wan. Uh, and then you finally meet Darth Vader, and this is all we get. And I was like, man, this next one, or however many more times they 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 go up against each other, it better be legit because I was like, man, this I was just I watched it a couple times that just that scene when they were fighting, but you can see the fear and the shock. In Obi Wan's eyes, of like more of like, what the hell is it? Because he didn't know um, who it was really. He didn't know he became Darth Vader. He knew the name Darth Vader, but he didn't know that that's what he became uh, in the suit and everything. So I was kind of like, ah, okay, I'm I'm all right. But it still ruins what happens in the original Star Wars. So. I don't know. Just give if you're gonna give them if you give me, give me one more final battle before the series is over with, it better be up to like to uh, when they first fought in that in Revenge of the Sith. Man, that that duel was amazing. This was just straight trash. I was like, uh, <laughs> but oh, uh, I'm, know, still, I'm, I'm still I'm, loving I'm the more show. Mad about you know, I'm more mad about the whole uh, Inquisitor look thing, which I'm still waiting to see what they do with that. They could actually make me totally happy if they indeed like get it right, and then a new Grand Inquisitor comes along and he looks properly right. That would make me actually real happy. Well, maybe <laughs> this is a younger Inquisitor that his head is still growing. I, I don't know. But yeah, it's like way off. Um, yeah. <laughs> from so uh, from Rebels. And, and the, was it Rebels? Big, yeah, it was okay. Rebels. And the biggest problem is you can't say like, oh, that was an animation and this was live because they have his species in Revenge of the Sith. It's the one species that Obi-Wan meets, that Utapa place, and the guy's like 10th uh, level. Hundreds of battle droids. That guy is the same species. Tion Midon is the same species as the Grand Inquisitor. So they've done it before in live. That's what's like, you had it. Why did you make it lo- him look like this? Like, it just oh, makes no geez. sense. That was George Lucas. <laughs> this is Disney. I, I don't know. <laughs> and also, like, they obviously have to have something in mind because that's too big of a, like, Oh, we don't care. Like this is before rebels and he he's in rebels and he doesn't make it out of rebels. So <laughs> he's obviously he's either coming back and, or the proper looking grand inquisitor is coming. <laughs> I, I I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but, um, this is just the first time we saw Darth Vader on the series so far. Well, in action. So, but I don't know how tall Anakin is. He looked kind of short. <laughs> but because when we see uh, Obi-Wan and, and Vader in Star Wars, he 
he was way taller than me. I mean, um, Dave Prowse, uh, rest in peace, he is tall because I met him, and he was way taller than me. And I was looking up at him like, damn, I couldn't imagine him coming at me. And I don't know how <laughs> tall Ewan McGregor is, but I was like, I don't know. But um, it's just this is just the first time we finally get to see him. Um, but it, I am stoked and I'm psyched that Hayden Christensen came back. Because the Star Wars universe, you think I'm bad? No, they were tearing him apart for the the last two movies he was in, and now he's know, getting all love at some Yeah, I was I I didn't I didn't have any problems with him, and I was like, hey, he did what he was supposed to do, and I don't want to say that he just quit acting for a while because we hadn't seen him in a while, but um, I'm happy he's back, and I'm glad that I'm glad that he uh, was in the suit because he wanted. Uh, in Revenge of the Sith, he was like, cool, but I want to be in that suit for the Darth Vader scene. And, and that was him. Uh, I know Dave Prowse wanted to uh, come back and do it, but I guess they just told him no. I don't know the um, the back history. If, if you guys saw that uh, I Am Your Father, that documentary on Dave Prowse, I mean, I was, I don't know. Well, no, Disney wasn't in charge yet. So... I don't know who it was who just told him flat out no, but I, I don't know. I, from what I understand, they wouldn't even let him go to uh, the Star Wars celebration things. But I don't know. I mean, he's uh, he's in a better place uh, than we are. So, but he is the original uh, Darth Vader, um, and it it was like I said, man, it brought tears to my eyes when I heard uh, James Earl Jones as, as the voice of Darth Vader, and he's done it every single time. For the live action stuff, so amazing, amazing that he's done uh, that. Did he ever do any of the animated stuff? He did. He did. He did uh, for Rebels, okay. which was incredible too. It's like, wow, <laughs> it's just awesome to see him do it. You know? Yeah. So I'm I'm stoked. But and everything that's going on so far, we're we're already at the halfway point. We got three more episodes. Um. And I'm I'm juiced. Uh, I love what's happening, and these next episodes better be long episodes because they better be. <laughs> <laughs> if if if, if straight, I haven't I haven't tackled Stranger Things yet. Have you? I haven't, which is <laughs> strange. Like because all the all the past seasons, I saw day they dropped. Even season one, I saw right when it dropped because I heard the hype coming in where they were talking about like if you like amblin uh, goonies 80s stuff like check this out so i remember being there for one i was there for two i was there for three and now what uh, it's been like a week since uh season four dropped and i haven't touched it yet Wait. i haven't either i i got I started another show and i don't want to go back and forth with uh <laughs> that so i'm just gonna wait until i'm done with this episode or this other series that, that's out now i'll talk about yeah. talk about that in a second but yeah obi-wan i i love everything that's happening and it's to see you and mcgregor again to tackle obi-wan for the fourth time amazing i i just i my i know this is they saying this is a one and done but there's so much there's another 10 years that's he true. could do if he, he could do one more season or I, I don't know, but he could. And especially a lot of times 
like this is supposedly like the biggest streaming debut they ever had um so that says a lot too a lot of times box office and the watches like that'll make it happen again <laughs> maybe they'll, they want to they'll throw whatever they have to at him <laughs> yeah i guess put that give him that check with a lot of zeros at the end of it and right everyone's got their price <laughs> But I, I don't. We don't. We don't know his work schedule. Who knows? Maybe he got other things uh, lined up. But I, I, I don't know. But as, as of what's going on now, it's it's just awesome to see this story because it was just something that we've always, as Star Wars fans, we've always wanted to know because we did. We didn't know what happened after. We knew what happened after Revenge of the Sith, but that twenty year gap of uh, what happened. Yeah, we got Rogue One. Yeah, we got Solo and everything. No, but we wanted to know what Obi-Wan was doing. Because when we first, for me, when I was a little kid, when I first saw Obi-Wan, I didn't know who the hell he was. I was like, who was this dude? And when he started talking about the Clone Wars and this and that of the old days, that got my, it really didn't get my mind going until maybe when Jedi went a little bit older. And I was like, well, what about this? When when are we going to get that? I had no idea we were going to get the... The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith, but uh, much less these streaming shows now. So, but I, I don't know. I my fingers are crossed that we get one more because this these next three episodes can't lead up to the, the beginning of Star Wars. So I, I I don't know. I mean, my fingers are yeah. Just if you if you and if you're listening, if you can give us one more season and then just fill in the blanks, uh, I think uh, it, it'll be good. And I'm sure. Would be cool. You get that big check. I don't know how old he is. He is. I think he's the same age as me. Maybe a year or two older. Oh, he's the same age as me. He just turned 50. I'm older than him. Damn. That's how old I am, man. Mine was as old as Obi-Wan. <laughs> hey, everybody. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi, awesome, awesome series. Uh, once the whole thing is finally over with, we'll really sit down and do a full yeah. breakdown uh, of each episode yep. um but. real quick before we leave uh the star wars i just want to throw out there all the other stuff they announced uh jedi fallen order is getting a follow-up follow-up uh, jedi survivor they announced that i'm hoping we get the live version of cal kestis uh obi-wan wouldn't be a bad place for him to show up so uh that'd be cool look forward to that and then uh bad batch we got a new trailer for that um probably the most exciting part of the trailer was the uh wookie jedi that appeared in clone wars um he appeared so he'll be returning that's pretty cool to see um and then uh star wars visions uh is getting another volume I really, my number one request, obviously I'd love to see a bunch of the stories uh, continue, but I'm sure there's going to be some new fresh ones and that's cool too. But uh, I really, 100%, we really need more of the fifth Jedi storyline. That'd be my number one request. And then Ronan seems to be quite popular with the merchandise. So uh, definitely wouldn't mind seeing another Ronan adventure. And then uh, if they wanted to follow up, uh, the duo from uh, the elder that'd be really cool too so uh, speaking of stranger things yeah uh, that uh, hopper david harbour he plays the the voice of the jedi master in the elder so yeah uh 
really exciting, all the uh, stuff we have coming. Obviously, Andor at the very end of uh, August. And we got Mando in February of next year, and then Ahsoka at some point, which I don't know if you heard, but uh, they didn't share it with everybody else, but uh, they did share some uh, footage with the Celebration crowd, and I guess people got to see uh, live-action Sabine and Hera for the first time, and then they had uh, Chopper uh, roll out on stage, so... Yeah, you didn't see it. Wow. They put it up, but I, I didn't see it. I mean, somebody okay. somebody filmed it and threw okay. it up. Okay, I'm sure it's. I'm sure you can find it out there. I probably just didn't look hard enough. I was I, I was surprised I didn't just stumble onto it. Honestly, usually I do. Somewhere, you know, you you fall into it, but I didn't see it. I just heard the like description of it. <laughs> Yeah, everyone was saying that it was, somebody threw it up, so I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't see it. Um, yeah, let me see. Uh, it's got to be out there somewhere, some something. If not YouTube, like maybe Daily Motion or. Uh, I, I, I'm yeah, I'm just trying to see if someone put it up. I mean, there. Oh, here it is. I don't know. Sometimes um, it's live, though. <laughs> Sometimes it's like they say it is, and then it's like not. Or it's like fake footage or sliced together from other stuff. I don't know, but whoever filmed this, it's they didn't do a good job. So I, I really couldn't tell you exactly. There is one out there, but it's like one of those ones that... It they put together but yeah exciting for all that to come um yeah hyped <laughs> well we we're, we're, all, we're almost done everyone but uh really quick uh, this is a show that i started watching so i i want to finish this before i dive dive into stranger things because that seems to be uh, a longer of a watch but um this is a show that's on uh amazon on prime video one of my friends asked me if i was watching it and uh, I said, I don't know. But he's like, well, you should check it out. So, all right. This is uh, Outer Range. Uh, a, ran- a rancher fighting for his land and family discovers an unfathomable mystery at the edge of Wyoming's uh, wilderness. Created by Brian Watkins. Is that his name? Yeah, Watkins. And this stars uh, Corey Webster, a.k.a. Thanos, Josh Brolin. Uh, Lily Taylor, it was good to see her in this. Uh, Emojin Poots, I think that's how you say her name. Tom Fallery, I think that's how you say his name. Lewis Pullman. Um, isn't he Bob in Maverick? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bob's in this. Uh, I didn't realize that was him. But, um, yeah, he's in this. A, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Noah Reed. Hey, Sean Sippos or whatever. Uh, the Great Will Patton. And uh, Tamara. Ooh, I can never pronounce her name. Pod- Podemski. She she was. um. What's her nuts? And uh, you guys saw that movie uh, Dance Me Outside. She is. um. She is Deputy Sheriff Joy. And there's another native in this. Uh, Morningstar Angeline, she plays Martha Hawk. 
Um, Tamara Pod Podminsky, I think that's how you say your name. Um, yeah, she had been in, in a lot of things, and there was just some um, some people going off, and because uh, she's uh, her character is gay, and you know how everybody flips out uh, about all that type of stuff. But um, I've always loved her in the, in the roles that I've seen her in, so I'm glad that she's in this. Uh, she's only been in a few episodes, but so right now, what's going on in the show? Uh, Josh Brolin, he's just trying to run his ranch, but uh, the, the the next uh, the next ranch over, pretty much right next to his, they find out that uh, some of um, Royal Abbott, uh, that's Josh Brolin, that his land is actually land of the Tillersons. So they're like, well, well we got this map, and like. I think like a hundred acres or something like that. It's however much uh, of his property is actually there. So now he's trying to like, no, nah, no, nah, that, that this is my land. It's been in my family for five generations or whatever it is. So right. That that's the loyal thing he's battling. But uh, he was mad because of that. And he was missing some cattle. So he went looking for him uh, in his, in his uh, land. And he found while he was out looking, he found this big hole. Is like just a perfect circle out in um, in this pasture, and he doesn't know what it is. He goes up and he looks at it, and it looks all weird. And then he starts looking around. Um, I don't really know what's happening with that hole, but it's kind of uh, like a, a portal to somewhere. And I don't I don't want to dive into what what it is because I don't really know what it is yet. I'm only like three episodes in. But what's happening is I'm like, um, it, it's a slow drama. So they have it as drama, mystery, thriller. Yeah, it, it's that. So I'm really not sure exactly what that hole is. He and uh, another person, uh, Mojin Poot's character, Autumn, they're the only two that know about it because she kind of followed him uh, there and seen it. And then she, they're, she, they're kind of going back for, do you know what this is? And he's like, I have no idea. So as of now, they do show some things, but we don't know wh- where it, where it came from, who, who made this hole. I assume aliens are going to pop into this eventually. My, that's just what I think. I don't know. But if you guys have already seen this, um, yeah, just keep your spoilers to yourself. Uh, but one of my buddies was saying, he was like, yeah, man, he goes, he likes what's going on. He told me to. Check it out. I believe it's uh, eight episodes, so I'm almost to the halfway point. But um, I like what's going on. I don't know if this is a continuing series or is this just a, a one and done. Um, Josh Brolin, who knows? Maybe it's just a one and done series. But uh, so far, what I've seen, uh, I like what's going on, and I, I have to finish it because I need to know what that hole is. So, but yeah, if you guys have Amazon, check out Outer Range. Have you heard about this one? I have, and interestingly, I've heard like people that really respect it, and like, oh, it's high art, and then like other people was like, oh, it was terrible. So it was like, it seems like one of those. It's like divisive. Like you either love it or you hate it. <laughs> uh, one of my friends, uh, he's a younger guy. He said it was boring, but I'm like, well, why we why'd you watch it? He's his girlfriend. She loves Josh Brolin. So that was only so he sat there and watched it. And he was like, "Man, I fell asleep in some episodes." So I don't know. I don't trust him. But for my old ass, I like what's going on. So uh, I'm I'm all in for it. I really want to go to my uh, Wyoming. I want to go check out um 
the Devil's Tower. If you guys uh, remember that from Close Encounters, I just want to see it. And uh, there is some native stories on that on that mountain, so I would like to go out there and hear them. But yeah, out of range streaming on Amazon. If you got it, uh, definitely check it out. In my opinion, I, I like what's going on. As far as TV, that is it. Cool. So. But uh, quick little sports wrap. If you guys listening to my little three minute uh, so-called NBA check in with uh, the night crew uh, at work, uh, there was some Warriors fans and there was some uh, there were some haters in there, but, but and some Boston fans as well. But uh, it was fun. It was just something I did really quick, but. Uh, I really didn't, wasn't really paying attention to what was going on. I came in, saw the be- the beginning, and then I saw the end, uh, and it was like way different because I think uh, the Warriors were winning when I first saw it, but that was like yes. in the be- in the very very beginning, and then I walked well, in and I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> yeah, it was a historic fourth quarter, truly uh, a fourth quarter that had never happened before in the finals history. The Celtics scored, uh, outscored them 40 to 16. And just to put that in context, if they would have scored 40 every quarter, they were talking about scoring 160 points in a game. So um, it, that just doesn't happen. And they could not miss. Um, they were shooting 90% from three point range. We had a 12 point lead when the fourth quarter started and they swung that all the way around to a 15 point lead for them. So uh, definitely they always talk about in these games, the Warriors can like avalanche on a team. That was definitely a Celtics avalanche. And what was even more impressive and actually crazy about it was it wasn't even their best players. Uh, Jalen Brown, their second best player did get it started, but for the most part it was Al Horford and Derek White and Peyton Pritchard. Uh, these unexpected, uh, you know, secondary pieces on the team did it. So that's one thing that has the Warriors themselves uh, obviously confident. Like that was just like a, a a very unlikely type performance. Like it's just so unlikely. Like that kind of thing happens. <laughs> so that's one. And so. Yeah, obviously, I, I'm not happy about it, and we completely just lost home court. Now we automatically, uh, just to even get even, we have to make sure we, we get, first off, we need to get game two. That's a given. But then we 100% need to get game three or four to have it uh, 2-2 coming back to uh, the Bay for game five. So uh, it's just, and it's a fact that it's, uh, it's a longer drawn out series now. Like I hate that that leaves you like <laughs> just waiting for it. Like I just want to <laughs> get to it. Like I was actually cool with the way it was in the uh, conference finals. It was every other day we were getting a game. And now, like I said, um, we had game one on uh, Thursday. Game two is not till Sunday. Game three is not till Wednesday. Game four is not till next Saturday. So it is stretched out. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, who, who, who's playing? I mean, because the Warriors, from what I seen, they looked like they came out strong and they meant business. And and the Dub Nation yeah. was there in full force, but um, 
uh, at the end, yeah, I don't know how much unique. those tickets. I don't know how much those tickets are, but you half-assed Dub Nation wannabe fans that got up and left. I was like, oh, oh no, I'll never leave. I never leave. And no, that's the thing. Like I'm a fan, but I'll I give it to that crowd all the time. I'm mad that like whatever. Where are the damn shirts? And then you look at obviously the front row is going to be your Silicon Valley hot shots, but it drives me nuts seeing them sitting there not paying attention to the game. Like, what are you doing? Like, ugh, it was garbage. You and your, you can't even wear the damn shirt and your head is down in your phone. Why are you even there? Get out of here. See, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm like, these Fairweather fans, I mean, even if someone gave me a I'm not a Warrior fan anymore. You guys, if you've been listening to the show, you guys know Zisu is. But if someone's going to give me a ticket and I'm going to be right there, I'm gonna, I'm going to watch the game. I'll put the shirt on. I mean, it probably won't fit me, but <laughs> I'll stay there until the game is over. Until it's all right, you need to leave. Because I mean, even me, the A's fan that I am, I mean, I can't get tickets for when we're doing good, but. When we're in the beginning of the season, I stay to the end. We can be getting slaughtered 100 to, to zero. I'll Never still stay two. to the end, like, no matter what. Even in baseball, like rallies happen, crazy stuff. Yeah, because one time, <laughs> um, Eric, Erica, Marky, and I went to go see uh, the A's. He had graduated from high school, so I said, "Come on, let's go to the baseball game." And they were playing Boston. Tickets were a little more pricier, but. Um, he had never sat on first deck, like, really close before. So I said, all right, man, you, you graduated. Come on, I'm, I'm going to shell out the money, and we're going to go. We sat pretty close. We were on the third base side. And we were winning, and then we just lost the lead. And then it was like Boston was coming back, and everyone started leaving. I was like, where are you guys going? The game's not over. And as they were all fun- funneling out, we came back. Back and won, right. and yep. I was like, ah! We were like, fuck all you guys that left, man. Yep. I'm like, you are not true A's fans. I was just like, man, you guys are garbage. The uh, same thing when I went to Chicago when uh, yeah. when the Raiders were playing the Bears. It was packed where we were. We were way up top. It was a preseason game. I don't care. Win is a win. Everybody left because the Raiders were winning. And that, that section when we were at was packed. Every seat taken by the fourth quarter, everybody was gone. Everyone just left. I was like, me guys are garbage. But right. yeah, man, watching those people and they were right there in front and camera shot. And they were, yeah, in their phones, not even paying. I was, and then it got up and they all started leaving. I was like, oh. That drives me nuts. I can't stand that. Um, the most famous incident, though, probably happened, uh, I think it was the 2012-13 season. It was uh, Heat Spurs in the final, and it looked like the Spurs were going to win, and hella Miami fans left. And then, like, amazing comeback by the Heat, and they all... The, all these fans tried to run back in, and they wouldn't let them back in. You left. And they, mm. everybody was trying to run back in the arena, and they wouldn't let him in. It became like a famous thing. Like, see? That's what you get. Don't leave. Like, you you could miss history. The Heat came back and won, and you weren't in the building. You gave up. <laughs> Weak. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean... 
even uh yeah the the few warrior games that I'd gone to it was, it was back in the days when nobody no when there was no dub nation no one cared uh for them my tickets were free but I stayed to yep. the end I didn't <laughs> get up and leave I mean I had a good time I only went because Renee was this was before I was seeing my wife <laughs> she was there that was the only reason I really went but yep. um. I'm just like, come on. I mean, I was like, man, you guys are garbage. I remember going to, because I usually used to go, the free tickets was a thing in the Bay. Uh, For me, it was, uh, you went to the library, and you showed them you read 10 books, and they gave you a ticket. So that's how we always went. I remember back then, too, that was the uh, run TMC, uh, Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, Mitch Richmond. And uh, I remember a bunch of the games I went to, it was like the Warriors win and they score over like, I think it had to be high back then too. I can't remember if it was 100. I think it might have even been like 120, which is a lot to ask, uh, especially even now these days and high scoring these days. But uh, I remember the whole everybody getting excited. Everybody just wanted the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But... Yeah, uh, when's the next game? Sunday? Is that what you said? Yeah, Sunday. Jeez, uh, you're gonna make me wait. Right. But well, oh I God, in, in the we obviously got to bounce back. I believe they will bounce back. But oh my God, if they win, it's basically over. We are then going to Boston. They can finish in four. They can sweep us. So ah, uh, we could still get one. But oh, ooh, ouch. Come on, man. There's still plenty. Don't don't be all like, ah, we lost already, man. Come on. It's only one game. Yeah, no. The one one thing, too, I can say is just just look at last year. Just look what happened last year. Phoenix went up 2-0 on the Bucks, and the Bucks came back and won four straight. Bucks and six. (laughs) So last year was crazy. It looked like uh, Phoenix had it wrapped up in two, and then, yeah. Uh, Milwaukee came back and won four in a row. All righty, we'll see what happens Sunday. Uh, but other sports going on Sunday is WWE's Hell in a Cell. So uh, yeah, next episode you guys will hear my thoughts, or you can shoot on over to Horror Returns Network and listen uh, to the Wrestling Returns when Brian and I break down uh, what we liked and what we didn't like about the pay per view. Um, uh, is Kaepernick still? Did they do that? Whatever with the Raiders already? They must not have because I didn't hear any follow-up. I just heard it was going to happen. So it must not have happened yet. Uh, But before we get too far away from it, uh, the wrestling reminded me of something I had watched that I keep forgetting to uh, mention on here. And that's uh, on the ESPN Plus. Uh, They do these. uh, They started a long time ago when it first started with Peyton's Places where Peyton Manning uh, traveled and learned about the history of the NFL and had fun. And it's like kind of comedic and in a fun way. And now Vince Carter's doing it for the NBA. Um, and the very first episode where he goes, ta- he learns about the origins of basketball and the peach basket and Dr. James Naismith and all that. Um, the next part of the evolution of the sport was they actually had almost like an MMA cage around the court and they actually called them cagers. So um, Vince brings in uh, Alonzo Mourning, but he also brings in, I don't know if you like this guy or not, but he brings in Titus to play. 
O'Neal? Big tall black the guy? Wrestler. Yes. <laughs> he brings him in. Yeah. He brings him in, <laughs> into play because it's like it's like cage match. So they're playing all tough and and running <laughs> into the cage they put up around the court. And um, at the end, Vince is basically like, well, because the first game he plays with Peyton Manning and like they show how like the original, original basketball as the creator, uh, James Naismith, uh, Dr. James Naismith uh, played it. You didn't dribble. You didn't move. It was a medicine ball and you just passed it around and then you shot it into the peach basket, but it didn't have a bottom. So when it went into the peach basket, somebody had to climb up a ladder and pull it out of the basket. So he does that with Peyton. And then, yeah, he does the cage match with uh, uh, Titus and Alonzo Mourning. And each game, he's like, only one basket is scored. So he's like, oh, man. <laughs> I-, I sent you something. I don't think you could watch it while uh, we're recording. But <laughs> that guy? Yes. Okay. That's well, we're done. What? Right. When what? Is that the one? Is that the one where he went under the ring? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did they yeah. sh- did they show that? They didn't on that, but that's his yeah. greatest moment. <laughs> what was awesome about that is um, what's his name, Michael Cole. He could not stop laughing. He was one of the commentators, <laughs> and he was just laughing and laughing. Oh. It was not a mistake. It was, it was not a work or anything. He just he just tripped and slid. <laughs> Thank, thankfully, he didn't slide into like a beam because he went all the way under. Oh, and you, you just saw his feet. <laughs> oh man, he never he's, he'll never ever be able to let, let that down. He could win the world title champ, and they'll bring this up. <laughs> but, right. Uh, it was one of the great. <laughs> It was one of the greatest moments in WWE history, but anyway. But, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, speaking of the Kaepernick thing, yeah, I didn't know if it happened yet or if it did or maybe. If it happened, I think we would have heard something. But um, I think we would have one way or the other. If they yeah, said so I, no, I don't or know. If it would have yeah, been love, bigger, dude. So. But uh, I was, I was, I was like, I mean, I, I like what he's doing uh, with himself. He's not just being stupid and all I know, a lot of America, ah, he's a traitor. There's a shut up. <laughs> but um, I never really followed his career uh, when he was a UNR, and I didn't really follow him when he was a 49er. So I, I don't know. I mean, but from what I, I asked my dad and I asked some other 49er fans, I said, was he was he good? They just said he was all right. He wasn't. Well, like he made it to the Super the Bowl. Greatest. Yeah, they but, made it to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but yeah, they were in the Super Bowl with him. So. Well, only because that's of what's him, so but. crazy. That's what's <laughs> so crazy about it. Like he was, he really was a top level quarterback. I remember even before all the you know the stuff. Like I remember seeing like breakdowns where they were like, he could be the best of all time. He's so mobile and accurate, and it's uh-huh. crazy to see that like. Because of like a stance taken, like how they were like willing to give away, like people would rather not win a football game than like stand by him. And it was like a positive message, too. 
You know? Yeah, I mean, you guys can think whatever you want of this guy. I support what he was doing. I hate the 49ers, so I didn't support, I didn't support his plan. But his what he was doing, I had no problem with it. I was behind on what he was doing with it. So, I mean, but if, if... We've talked about this before. You know what was so crazy about it, too, was his initial protest was just sitting on the bench. And then... He had somebody close to the team, a military vet, tell him, don't do that. That's disrespectful. What we do is take a knee. And what's so crazy is everybody twisted that on its head and said, oh, he's against our flag. He's against the military. That's disrespectful. When it was a military man who told him to do it, that just blows my mind. You know, and it's like everybody who like is saying he's disrespectful against the military when it's a military man who told him how not to be disrespectful. Idiots in this country. Um, but I mean, support him or not. I mean, it's up to you. But um, I, we were, I was talking to Renee. I said, because I was wondering if he the Raiders thing went 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 through. And I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, if he went to the Raiders, because that's what one of my friends asked me, because that Kaepernick popped on TV for something. And um, I was like, oh, man, if he goes to Raiders, cool, right on. And my buddy was like, if he goes to the Raiders, would you be a Raider fan? I said, I won't be a Raider fan, but I'll support him as as the Raiders quarterback. I will watch the games if he's playing. But, I mean, if he's still good, he's still got the stuff, then who knows? Whatever team he's on. But if he went to the Raiders, I would support him. I would go to a Raider game to watch him play. I'm surprised they ended up with the Seahawks. They have a spot open, obviously. It's going to be either between Geno Smith and Drew Locke right now. There's room in that competition for him. (laughs) More than Mary. If they, if he goes to the Seahawks, hell yeah, I'm buying me a Kaepernick jersey. I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> we'll see. If, if, let's just say he was he was a Raider. He was going to be on the Las Vegas Raiders. I would buy that that Kaepernick uh, Raiders T-shirt. I wouldn't buy a jersey, but I would buy I would buy that T-shirt with his his number and his name on the back because uh, I support him. I don't support that fucking bullshit team. So fuck fuck them. <laughs> You guys are new to the show. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Raider fan anymore. If Oakland ain't in front of the Raiders, it ain't the Raiders. I don't give a fuck what anyone said. But anyway, yeah, I guess that's sports rap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, we are. Right, we did Star Wars and everything. Um, you got any uh, recommendations lined up? Because I got a movie. If you don't, I do have a movie. Um, unless I'm having short-term memory loss. Did I uh, already recommend this last time? Because now I'm starting to think I did. Did I recommend Willow last time? No, you recommended okay. something else. <laughs> uh, I'm so you talked about Willow. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm so excited for the um, the series. Um, just watching that trailer like had me kind of emotional. Just the the playing of the song and the music, um, and now I've had the movie in rotation. Uh, since the trailer dropped and then once again uh jade was needing a reminder of it so uh we played it again here just the other day and 
man, I can't get enough of it. Uh, I'm so excited they're revisiting that universe. And uh, now that, uh, you know, he's made his Top Gun appearance, I wonder about the possibility of a Val uh, a cameo, especially considering that um, he's passed. Uh, I mean, I'm, I know he's affected by uh, what he was going through, but, uh, you know, from what we were talking about, uh, if he is uh, past it, you just wonder about even the possibility of it, you know, just like I post- appearing. I posted something on uh, the East Society Facebook page about him. Let me see what the um, title said. It was leaning more towards that he maybe not in this. If the if the series continues, he might. Um, uh, Mad Mardigan might make a make a return. Uh, um, oh, I'm all I'm in, I'm in for it. Let me let me, tr- let me try to find that that article. Um, yeah, um, on the Willow trailer, the new one. Uh, I think I said this before, but I'm just going to mention it again. I thought at first on first watch that the person towards the end of the trailer says, "The world needs you again. It needs your magic." I thought that was a Laura Dannon, but then you pause it and I was like, oh man, that person's pretty young. I don't think that's Laura Dannon. And then it actually makes a lot more sense, uh, especially considering it's been over 30 years since the movie that it's the person raising the glass at the table in the Great Hall. And you also see her later in the trailer, like unsheath a sword. I'm pretty sure that is who's playing a Laura Dannon. All right, here's what it says. This is on E.T. Entertainment Tonight, uh, Canada. Val Kilmer will return as Mad Mardigan in Willow TV series, show creator says. This is an article that came out last month. Val Kilmer will join Willow, the TV sequel, the 1988 called classic movie of the same name, reprising his role of Mad Mardigan, according to show's creators. Awesome. Uh, Jeez. Mad Mardigan, 62? Cool. Geez, fucking uh, Wicket. He's 52. Uh, that's Warwick Davis, uh, a.k.a. the Leprechaun. Uh, for you guys who don't know, uh, he's he's Wicket, the Ewok. Anyway. Um, yeah, he's also Weasel yeah. from, uh, from uh, Phantom Menace and Solo, <laughs> which is also uh, pretty interesting. Um, he teamed up with uh, Emphis Nest. Weasel and Emphis Nest was a team in solo and now they're teaming up again that actress that played uh emphasis nest is also in uh, willow <laughs> and they're on the same team <laughs> all right well this is uh, the creators are saying as the news comes after disney plus and lucasfilm revealed the first teaser trailer all right cool uh however willow's willow executive producer jonathan caston says kilmer will absolutely be in the series val's huge part of this and the first uh, conversation i've had uh, when Warwick and I got the green light to do this was with Val, uh, Kasdan told. We wanted his character to be a part of the story. He added, we wanted him to be in the show. All right, good. Well, if he's in it, he's in it. And uh, it's just going to be emotional. Like <laughs> like he, like when he popped up in uh, Maverick. Uh, yep. Spoiler alert, you guys should have seen it by now. <laughs> even if it's just a little. Even if it's just a little. Uh, that yeah. was cool. It could be one scene. It could be him. Maybe he just got hurt in battle and he can't he can't do it no more. And Willow just needs to see him. Or maybe 
uh, Mad Mardigan has something of Willow's that he needs, and he goes to see him to get it. And we see that Mad Mardigan is uh, just not the swordsman that that he was uh, in '88. Yep. That <laughs> so. and or obviously when we left him, he was raising Alora Dannon. So there's yeah. got to be still a connection there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, Willow was I got a while. I haven't seen it in a while. So it's on Disney. So good. Plus, so good. Oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> um, all right. This next one, this one for me, uh, this is a film. Uh, starring Academy Award winner Jack Nicholson and Academy Award winner um, Helen Hunt. This is 1997's As Good As It Gets. I can't remember if it won Best Picture. I know it was nominated for Best Picture, and I know those two won uh, Academy Awards for it. But this film is hilarious, and it is awesome. Uh, Jack Nicholson at his best, and I've always loved um, Helen Hunt, so it was like a, a plus. Uh, that she was in this. Um, what's his name was also in a great Kinnear. He, he's in this and he was um, nominated for Academy Award, but uh, I believe he didn't win. Also has a Skeet Ulrich and Jamie Kennedy. They're only in it for like a couple minutes, but um, this, this movie is hilarious. It's nice, little cool, crazy love story. So if you guys haven't seen it, it is streaming on Paramount plus, but you better get on it because it is leaving uh, June 30th. So, um, I don't have to rewatch this oh, again. I haven't seen it in a while. So, but oh, I was just scrolling through, and I'm, ah, I don't think I've ever uh, recommended this. But this is an awesome film. If you guys haven't seen it, and that is as good as it gets. You got any right. songs? Uh, yeah, my random track uh, going back to uh, one of the albums. I feel is perfect. It's funny we we uh, did that uh, list where you mentioned uh, the hip-hop albums list, and this wasn't on it, and I don't think I mentioned it, but I consider this one uh, pretty much listenable from start to beginning, and that's uh, Raekwon's debut album, Only Built for Cuban Links. I'm going to go with the uh, first single, the first one released off at Criminology with uh, Ghostface. Uh, Never Get Tired of It. Uh, Came out in 95, and uh, I can still listen to it every single day. Hmm. All right, everyone. I am going back to the 80s. Uh, this is one of the toughest bands that came out of the Bay Area. This is uh, from their 1988 uh, debut. They had a few demos before this album came out, but this is uh, from the band Violence and their album Eternal Nightmare. Um, the whole album is my recommendation. It's just amazing. There is a total of seven cuts on this, the reason I'm picking violence, uh, my son and I, Eric, and uh, I think my brother's going to, uh, violence is playing a show in Oakland uh, on Sunday, uh, downtown Oakland, like right across the street from uh, the Oakland Convention Center. They, um, the Oakland Metro Opera House, they got this parking lot and they um, they set up a stage. It's like an all weekend event. I don't know when you guys are hearing, gonna hear this, but uh, tonight we're actually recording this Friday, so it's, it's either over with or it's going on right now as we as we speak. But uh, Hood Slam, that's going on right uh, right now, and tomorrow night, Saturday night, which is uh, uh, January or June fourth, uh, is a uh, glam. Uh, that's a part of Hood Slam when it's all the the females. I might go, I don't know, but Eric can't go because it's twenty one and over. But uh, that's going on, and then Sunday they're going to close out uh, the weekend with violence. Um, uh, Defiance and some other 
band. What the hell was that band called? Um, I'm trying to pull it up really quick. I should have had this all out for you guys already, but um, Ex Mortis, I think that's the name of the band. Uh, they are going to be uh, tearing up um, downtown Oakland. It is, uh, I think there's still tickets available. So if you go to oaklandmetro.org, you can buy them there. Um, it is uh, 10th Street and Broadway. So it's uh, like, yeah, it's right there. I'm, I'm looking at a map and uh, it's going to be right there in this parking lot. So uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be outside. Um, it's going to suck because I'm going to be all beat up and tired after the show and then I got to drive home. But uh, I'm going to be there in full force. Uh, last time I saw violence was right before the world fell apart. Um, I had tickets to go see a show, but since uh, COVID and all that hit, uh, they had to cancel it. So this is uh, they're finally making their return uh, back to Oakland. So it's going to be an amazing time. So if you guys are going to be out there, uh, just let me know. Uh, I'll probably have my E-Society shirt on, uh, either that or my MacNez one. I don't know what. I will I'll decide. Uh, when I get there, but I am going to be representing East Society of Macnes there. So check out a uh, TikTok and all that for videos and everything else. And uh, I'll definitely throw them on the Macnes pod um, Instagram page and everything else. So, yeah, but um, check out uh, uh, Violence's 1988 album, Eternal Nightmare. Listen to the whole thing because the whole album rocks. And uh, that's all I want to hear. I want to hear nothing but old violence. There's, they got some new tracks going on, but. I want all the old classic uh, stuff, so it'll be awesome uh, to be out there. And it'll be the first time that uh, Eric sees them. He just started listening to them um, uh, a few months ago. But, yeah, he, he's excited. Uh, he can't wait to go out there. He loves going to these shows now. He's a little metalhead now. So, but All right, everyone. Uh, that's going to be it uh, this episode. Um, didn't think it was going to go this long, but... Uh, not three hours, but uh, uh, check us out on Facebook. Just search East Society. Uh, go over to Anchor, search East Society, and listen to everything we got there. Shoot on over to YouTube and search up East Society and watch the, what we have there. And when you're done with that, go on over to T Public and pick yourself up an East Society or a Macnez T-shirt. But if you're really cool, pick up both for us. Uh, also, shoot on over to Twitter, uh, East Society Pod, uh, Macnez Pod. Uh, at at Theo Zisu Instagram East Society Podcast I'm still trying to work those things out <laughs> um, uh, Macnez Pod uh, the Zisu at Macnez uh, and TikTok East Society Pod so definitely check that out uh, and shout out to uh, Mixlaw Beats Productions that's the awesome intro you hear in the beginning and the end Hello. so uh, shout out to him um, just go in the show notes and uh Go to his website, and uh, he's got plenty of beats uh, that you can purchase. So, But he let us use this one uh, in the beginning. So shout out to him. He's awesome, uh, awesome uh, producer. So definitely uh, check his stuff out. And uh, with that, uh, we'll be back with more. Um, and hopefully uh, the Warriors can pull it out and uh, get out of that little rut that they started off. Maybe they're just doing that to get everyone mad and then come back and uh, win the next four. We'll see. But... But with that, everyone, just be safe out there, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. So until then, be safe out there and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, society.